0: Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, Bar Go, Blue D. Refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? A Harpies. Mid-season awards. We're halfway through the college football season. Buys hitting everywhere as we start to get closer to halloween weekend and right what what do we have we have 22 teams still with one loss or no loss from the five major conferences that, that that are still in the hunt for this thing but halfway through what do things look like Who'd win the heisman right now who'd be the finalists what would be the college football playoff biggest surprises biggest disappointments we're gonna look at that also christian mccaffrey now a 49er um Look, th- this hurts the Buccaneers in two ways. It does. It strengthens an interdivision rival in the Panthers. We have four extra draft picks next year. And the Niners now are the favorites in the AFC West. Or excuse me, in the NFC West. They are. So we'll look at that. And Brian Kelly, head coach at LSU, following the Florida game. He's a little upset. He says, replay is ruining football. Why? You can't have it both ways. Again, Harp On Sports, The Bar, Podcast Media, Audio, Radio Network, at Harp On Sports, Twitter, at Harp On Sports, Instagram, Harp On Sports, Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Apple Podcast, Harp On Sports, the YouTube page, Harp On Sports, the Facebook page, and, of course, HarpOnSports.com. All right, here we are halfway through the college football season. Some teams are more than halfway through the college football season, but everybody's played at least six games right now. And it's been a solid college football season. It's extremely top-heavy. There's big-time, tradition-rich programs at the top. USC, UCLA are in contention in the Pac-12 in the Big 12, it's a little bit different. You know, you've got TCU and Oklahoma State for the most part. The Big 10 gives you Ohio State and Michigan. The ACC, Syracuse has bubbled up to make things interesting uh, with Clemson. Of course, the SEC right now has four teams sitting there with one loss or undefeated. that all have a chance to go to Atlanta. So, what, what do we think right now halfway through the season? Well, looking at it objectively, which is what I do, right? College football playoff today for me. Number one would be Tennessee. They've got the biggest win over Alabama. Doesn't matter if it's at home on the road at this point. They're going to have to go to Georgia and win. But a one loss, Tennessee, you know, Georgia winning the SEC undefeated makes things really interesting when it comes to the college football playoff. But for now, Tennessee's number one. they got the biggest, most impressive marquee win on the slate. Number two on my list right now, Georgia. Why? Because of what they did to Oregon. Oregon's top 20 football team, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oregon has been impressive this year. Oregon hosts game day this weekend. Boy, they got bludgeoned though, didn't they? Georgia bludgeoned them at the beginning of the year. So to me, that's the second most impressive win of any team in college football. Plus, what they've done, yeah, they've had some close calls, Missouri, but I look at the impressive wins. This is what we have to do here at this point. So I'd have one, Tennessee, two, Georgia. We you know they play each other, so that'll kind of shuffle things out here in a bit. And number three is Ohio State. C.J. Stroud, going to get to him in a second. It's unbelievable what he's doing this year. Extremely impressive, and it's why he no, – I'm going to get to him in a second. And the fourth team on my list is Clemson right now. Why? Because Clemson got wind, wins over Wake Forest and NC State. Michigan doesn't have – they beat Penn State at home, but Michigan doesn't have that yet. So I'd have one. Tennessee, two, Georgia, three, Ohio State, four, Clemson right now. Yeah. What does that mean? That means undefeated UCLA's on the outside looking in. That means an undefeated TCU's on the outside looking in. And that's just it. Everybody talks about chaos and wanting all these teams to lose. I've said time and time again, if you want real problems with the college football committee, root for an undefeated champion from the Power Five, one from each. Then there's nowhere to go. I said it. I'll say it again. What do you do with an undefeated UCLA, an undefeated TCU, an undefeated Syracuse, an undefeated Ole Miss, and an undefeated Michigan or Ohio State? That's five, only four spots. With a bunch of one losses, I can point to your loss and say you didn't deserve to go because you lost. We have five unbeatens. There's nothing to point to. Everybody has conference championships. Now there's nothing to point to. The one that will – what's funny about this is the one that will have the weakest conference championship win is going to be the Big Ten because Ohio State or Michigan is going to play Illinois or what? In Illinois right now. Think about that. So the, the weakest conference championship game is going to end up being the Big Ten in terms of po- opponent kick-starting you over the top. So, but there we go. Uh, when it comes to the Heisman, C.J. Stroud, number one right now. C.J. Stroud, make sure I – Look at this. He's got 1,700 yards passing, 24 touchdowns, three picks. C.J. Stroud's on pace for 45 touchdowns and 3,500 yards. And, you know, there's another guy I'm going to get to in a second that has a gigantic marquee win under his belt, and you may say, Seth, but look what he did. Look look what happened. You know, Hendon Hunter, look what he did. Yeah, I know, but C.J. Stroud's got a better body of work in terms of Stats. This is a statistically driven award. What he's done in the Big Ten now. He still has games with Penn State and Michigan coming up as well. He stockpiled all these numbers. Look, if you want to tell me that Hunter is ahead of C.J. Stroud right now, fine. Look, I I get it. I understand it. But right now, C.J. Stroud's body of work is the most impressive. Plus his ability to move with the ball, run with the ball, and score. I'm just giving you his passing numbers. He's got five more touchdowns on the ground. So... That, and I've got Hunter second, 1,800 yards. He's got more passing yards, 15 touchdowns, one pick. Uh, you know, how would you like to, what are these guys right now? Both these guys are on pace. Well, one's on pace for 30 touchdowns and two picks and 3,500 yards. How would you like to, and if he gets those numbers, he's going to win the Heisman, right? So if these projections continue. But the thing about Hayden Hunter, he's got another gigantic game with Georgia. And he's if he wins that, then he's got the SEC championship game. C.J. Stroud's got Penn State and Michigan coming up. They've got monster games. So they're both right there. Uh, The guy that I've got third on the list right now is Bryce Young. Bryce Young, 16 touchdowns, three picks, 1,600 yards, and he missed a game. That dude missed a game, and he's got 16. If you you just keep his averages, he's got 20 touchdowns, four picks, and he's got close to 2,000 yards passing if he doesn't get hurt. But he did. So he's going to be right there. It's those three. It's those three, and I really don't see anybody else right now. Now, Michigan, you know, depending on what happens in there and Cronin at running back, he can, you know, 2,000 yard back, over 20 touchdowns. He can work his name, especially if they beat Ohio State, into the equation here. But this is just to, to win it and not be a quarterback. It has to be a down year for quarterbacks, and you have to have 2,000 yards. You just have to monster, you know, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey type of college football special player or receiver depending on what's going on at quarterback it's just tough it's tough at running back especially with these three guys this year uh biggest surprises biggest disappointments uh biggest disappointments i have arkansas they were picked to finish second in the west they got three losses um you know had alabama at home injured quarterback couldn't win uh, thin line right it, it can be that thin sometimes lost to AM. arkansas just because of where they were picked um notre dame Notre Dame gigantic disappointment three and three after going to the college football playoff two out of the last three years in the year that they didn't they won 10 games Notre Dame's not going to go to a major bowl game for the first time in what five years a little bit of a disappointment a little bit of a disappointment um Wisconsin Wisconsin's blow right right at 500 right below 500 well fired their coach I mean Wisconsin Wisconsin's just one of those stable nine and three every year type of programs, and to fire their coach a month into the year, pretty disappointing. Uh, biggest surprises, even though they've lost a couple, Kansas. I mean, they're going to go to a bowl game and probably win seven or eight games, which is just amazing. And he's going to get his choice of where he wants to go. Illinois, I think the job Brett Bielema has done at Illinois. They sit there at six and one right now. Probably going to win that division. Illinois is going to be in the Big Ten championship game in undefeated Syracuse. Those are, those are my three biggest surprises right now. So the Harpies, halfway awards, halfway through the season, that, that's what things are looking like. Um, speaking of college football, before I get to the, the Christian McCaffrey trade, Brian Kelly comes out and says instant replays is ruining the, the game of football. And he points to look, I, there's five or six stoppages. I get it. I get it. There's five or six stoppages. In, in the Florida game, it kills momentum. I get it, but you have two options. The game can be faster and wrong, or it can be slower and right. Now, I can say more wrong and more right and be grammatically incorrect, but that's what it is, right? That's where we are. The game has gotten so fast. The offenses have changed so much. You know, All the officials, what happened to officiating in the NFL? Here, I can tell you what happened. It was a lot easier when everybody was bunched together and you were running the ball between the hash marks, right? It was a lot easier. A lot easier with hash to hash, run the ball. I can watch offensive linemen. Are they holding? Okay, you throw every now and then. Pass interference is easier when you've got three receivers. Now let's spread them out. We're going to go six wide, uh, no back in the backfield, uh, quick count. All that. It's, just, it's, it's damn near impossible to officiate that. It is and get everything right. And you can train them and train them and train them and train them. When it was three yards in a cloud of dust or when it was a dominant running attack in football, it was easier because the officials just stood on the sidelines and could watch. Now you're asking them to sprint down the field with guys that run four 440s and five of them at once. It's impossible to get it right all the time. So it can be slower and right, or faster and wrong. And Brian Kelly did make a good point. He says, you know, most of the time, or and I don't know you most, I, I, the, the call in the field stands. Okay, do you want to get it right or not? If you don't, if you want it faster, that's fine, but it's going to be wrong. If you want it faster, it's going to be wrong. So there you go. I think my dog's hungry. So there's that, at least from, from the Brian Kelly perspective. And I heard that. I'm like, all right, here we go. And like, I, I think officials get ripped on. A lot And And I get it Sometimes they miss calls But everybody thinks it's rigged for this And rigged for that And the officials are paid off It's, you know And they get paid more now Than they ever have But it's almost an impossible game To officiate It is It's almost It it, it is Remarkably hard To officiate With where we are with everything So There's that Um, So I, you know Replays ruining the game? No, not, not how's the game ruined? It's been a very enjoyable season. And he said, "I have to get him because he's from up north." Stop that! What benefit is there to hose LSU? The only thing when Florida fans think they're getting hosed, or Texas fans think they're getting hosed, or Notre Dame fans think they're getting hosed, why? Why would officials hose you in that? Environment? Why would they want to take a marquee program that makes big ratings and money off the book? Why would they want to do that? Why? They're trying to screw us. Why would they want to do that? What would be the financial benefit? It's like when people say, "Oh, the the NBA is rigging it for LeBron. Why is he have a losing record in the NBA Finals? That if they're rigging it for LeBron." So, dog's out of the bed now. At least that's good, or wherever she's gone. Uh, wanted to wrap with this? Christian McCaffrey trade. The 49ers gave up a lot, What a second, make sure I get this right, a second, third, and a fourth coming up this year, and a fifth next year. Plus, the Niners need to take on his 19, 19, and 15 million. Wowzer. They got to take on 53 million over three years and give up a second, third, a fourth, and a fifth. Niners are all in. Now, look, they're going to redo this deal. I, I think what is three years 53 is going to look more like the only they only won one million this year. I think it's going to look like more like three forty when it's all said and done. It, it makes you absorb it, but they can do this because they knocked fifteen million dollars off Jimmy Garoppolo's contract, and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a free agent at the end of the year, right? And Trey Lance is going to come in, and all of a sudden Trey Lance has a guy that'll be 27 years old at the time, in his backfield. He'll have Debo Samuel. It's going to be a nice little situation for Trey Lance, who's still in his rookie contract. So it makes sense financially for the 49ers to absorb this. Plus, they're the favorite in this division now. They are. The Rams still banged up. The Rams have a ton of talent, but just missing that one thing, the Niners went out and got it. Let's not forget the Niners and the Rams pretty close last year in the NFC Championship game, right? So the Niners and the Rams, you know, I the Cardinals. <laughs> Kyler Murray, that's that's ugly. And then Seattle, I without an elite quarterback, when the calendar turns in November and December, it gets a little bit different. Or a, a solid, steady quarterback with weapons in an arsenal. But I've been impressed by Seattle this year. But it's the Niners and the Rams, and the Niners level a big blow. They do. So when I look at this with McCaffrey in the backfield, and I, I want to make sure I was looking at this too. Jeff Wilson Jr., 49ers running back right now. He's on pace for 1,100 yards. So the 49ers have a, a running back in the backfield. that's on pace for 1,100 yards and double digit touchdowns. You had Christian McCaffrey to the fold. All and Debo Samuel, all of a sudden you got some you got a little nastiness. And you look around the NFC, the NFC, one thing the NFC doesn't have is a lot of nastiness on offense. It, it doesn't. Giants are serviceable, but they win. Right now, Cowboys, backup quarterback, serviceable, and they win. The Eagles are the offensive juggernaut, can do a bunch of things in the NFC. Other than that, Buccaneers can move the ball sometimes, but the receivers are all banged up. You look around the NFC, and the the favorite is the Eagles. And then after that, uh, the Niners all of a sudden say, hey, what about us? So the Niners are in. Maybe they gave up too much. Okay, maybe they did. Maybe they did. But the Niners are also in a position, you know, depending on where they are with their first-round pick, to trade. You know, let's say they finish 27th. They can also trade from 27th into the second round and pick up an extra, you know, third and a fourth and get then get these things back. First-round picks you can't get back. You can get every other pick back, right? First rounds, it's, you're not going to get the first-rounders back. But by trading back, you you can you can do some things. And, you know, if he can just stay healthy, he's been healthy this year. Christian McCaffrey's healthy this year. He's just on a really bad football team. So it'll be interesting to see with that that weaponry. He gets to go back home. You know, he's a Stanford guy. It'll be interesting. Uh, The next name that's popped up, he wants to trade Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore, you know, think about the Jets. They're 4 2. They're above 500, right? Uh, They're in second place in that division. Things are finally riding high. And one of their offensive weapons is upset because he's not getting the ball. So he wants out. So that'll be the next big name. You know, uh, Odell Beckham in free agency, but Elijah Moore will be the one that people start to point to. Where's he end up? Where's Elijah Moore end up? This is easy for me. He ends up at the place he just played last weekend or watched his team play last weekend. If you're the Packers, don't you have to trade for Elijah Moore? Uh, Don't you? If you're the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, we talk about Odell Beckham and Elijah Moore and where the Packers are with Aaron Rodgers and time is running out. If you're the Packers, don't you have to go do something right now? They need a spark. McCaffrey in the backfield, what they want to do with Aaron Rodgers. But Elijah Moore, Odell Beckham, the Packers. Travis Kelsey mentioned on his podcast that he restructured and moved some money around. So they have more money to go get somebody right now, so the Chiefs are on the prowl. It'll be interesting to see what these teams do here as the trading deadline approaches. Harp on Sports, the bar. Podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports Instagram at Harp on Sports Twitter. Harp on Sports, auditory route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Harp on Sports Facebook page. Harp on Sports YouTube channel, the bar. And, of course, harponsports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein.